Hi, I'm Matt from Ren and Cuff, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum. The guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Oh, hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you know what you're listening to, and some other guy just told you what you're listening to, so let's get to it. Hey, Ryan, what's new? Oh, what's new with me? Oh, I'm going to crack open this can of Coors. <laughs> the banquet beer. You know what they say about Coors? It's, it's, the, Coor, it's the Coors of beer. It's the Coors of beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, what's new with me is that we just announced the winner of the Steak and Eggs contest. That's right. Uh, good old Benjamin Bland. Benjamin Bland. I've Our- never said your name before tonight. But now I'm glad I know it, and I'm going to say it all the time. And you know, Benjamin Bland is our second contest winner. Second? Oh, that's yeah, true. Because we had that other contest. Yeah. With the other oh, things. that's not true. We had the I, where the, the where I painted the pedal contest. Oh, our third contest. Our winner. third contest winner. Oh. Yeah. Maybe the last. Who knows if we'll ever do contest again? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll probably do. Why contest. am I talking through my nose so much? I don't know because you're a weirdo. Like I'm really did, talking through my nose right we now. We are hyped tonight. Good. We are all we are all high on the contest. We are high on the gamble. Uh, this is what it feels like to be the guy who shows up at the door with the giant check, you know? I know. So uh, I, I hope we can actually get in touch with Benjamin and get his, uh, get his address and ship this thing to him. His four one one. If not, uh, we picked three runners up. Do you have the notes on that? Yeah. Do we really want to tell these people that they lost? I'm kind of like, I, I know that right now I enjoy like making someone's day and making them feel great. I kind of want to feel the other extreme. I kind of want to oh feel what it would be like to let someone down. All right. If we can't get a hold of Benjamin Bland, let's say within, I don't know, a couple days, a couple days, uh, Neil Thomas, you are next in line. Whoa. After Neil Thomas, after a couple days, you know uh, what this is going to happen. What's going to happen, Steve, people are going to start hunting each other. Neil down. Thomas is going to hunt down Benjamin Bland and it's going to be a battle Royale. Well, Neil Thomas, watch your back because Corn Wilson is after you. And Corn Wilson is in some serious trouble because YouTube user Flisky666 is number four. He sounds like he could be dangerous. I hope uh, it doesn't get down to the point where Corn Wilson is being hunted by yeah. Flisky666. All right. <laughs> are, are we going to initiate a futuristic scenario? Where people hunt down and kill each other so they can win a prize. We have 2,000 subscribers, but they're all dead. I just spilled <laughs> the cores of beer on me. <laughs> Gross. Oh my gosh, this is the worst opening that we've done in a while. I totally missed my mouth and just poured it straight all in right, my shirt. So, um, again, what else is new? Benjamin Bland is our winner. What else is new? We are using Slack. Uh, Slack is basically, if you're familiar with IRC... Uh, from back in the day, internet relay chat. It's kind of like that, I guess. Um, we are at 60cyclehum.slack.com. Uh, but the here's the deal with that is you have to be invited to get in. So if you send us your email address, we'll I'll, get, I'll send you an invitation. Or you can invite yourself by using this little thing I set up at slack60cyclehum.heroku, which is spelled H-E-R-O-K-U. Dot com. It sounds complicated. There's probably about, I don't know, a, a, a dozen or so of us active in there right now. It's a lot of fun. We kind of just sit around and, and chat gear all day. It's a little different than Facebook. It's a little more casual. Um, the whole thing just sounds like the worst to me, and I'm probably never going to go there, <laughs> and I'm not interested at all. I have enough social media in my life. I don't need an extra secret little group. It's just different. I just leave it running in the background. I've got it on my phone. Okay. Uh, so I just check in every once in a while and we'll talk stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a good time. Uh, and hopefully we can get some more people in there and make it a real party. It's a good time, says Steve. Yeah. What else is new? Um, you got a new Matthews effect. I got a, the Matthews Aviator. That's the clean boost that yeah. they make. It's actually something that they did for their... Um, uh, Matthews Effects did a how to build a pedal tutorial thing. Mm-hmm. So they sold a bunch of the a bunch of these as kits to people. Oh. And then uh, Rick Matthews, the owner of Matthews Effects, did a uh, basically like a it wasn't I don't know if it was through Skype. I'm not sure what it was through, but basically a thing where people could come and watch, and he would teach you how to build a pedal. Yeah. Oh, also another new thing. 
that we should spend a little bit of time talking about. Uh, everyone who's listening right now who lives in the Southern California area and is uh, willing to come hang out with us, uh, we are going to be doing an event March 7th at the Bird's Eye Kitchen, 540 North Coast Highway 101 in Encinitas, California, 92024. Um, this is being hosted by uh, Jody from Coast Sonic. Yeah. And it's going to be a really fun, like, hang out, come try out some gear. Jody's saying there's going to be some headphone stations set up so you can try out different pedals. And there's going to be an amp set up for some demonstrations. Uh, I already know that a couple of local guys who are like local builders and local uh, people in the industry are going to come and probably bring some of their stuff or just be there to hang out and chat. I'll probably be there. No, I'm definitely going to be there. Steve will maybe be there. Hopefully. Uh, but I'm going to be there with a, a minimal podcast rig and we can, you know, get people on the mic and maybe do a little podcasting piece or something from there. And it's generally just going to be a fun hangout. So if you look up that address and it's worth your while to uh, come join us, then why not? Uh, you can become come be part of the party. Get, you know, your picture taken for our Instagram or whatever. I might get your picture taken with us for you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Steve's brain just broke. Hey, get your picture taken with us for your own Instagram. Yeah. For your own Instagram or get it printed and use it for your Christmas card. Yeah. Uh, this coming year or for your birthdays or whatever. Use it as your Facebook profile picture. Show your mom. You've got some friends. Yeah. Put it up on your MySpace. Uh, it's going to be a good old time. I, I'm really excited about this. It's going to be called uh, B&G, which stands for beer and gear. Or oh, it's beverages and gear. Or it could be called beverages and gear. If you're not of the drinking type, it is not required for you to drink at all. There will just be beer there for people who want it. Uh, it's in a restaurant that is closed on Monday nights, uh, so there will not be food. So I'm assuming you can bring your own. Uh, check our Facebook group. And our Instagram or wherever else for more details. I don't want to talk about it too much longer because I know the vast majority of people listening are just not going to be able to make it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, if this sort of thing takes off and uh, we get enough of a budget, it could be the model for us to do things on the road in cities that we travel to. Yep. So why not, right? Let's start experimenting with this format. Should we move on to some advertisements? Are from... we going to skip our other new stuff? Uh, what was the other new stuff, well, Steve? Well, if you haven't checked it out already, jump on our YouTube account and check out our demo of the e EQD. <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. really struggling on the words. You're having a tough time. The Earthquaker device. I was sick for like two whole days this week. Oh, two days, Steve? Two days. I just laid on the couch for a, a whole day. You know why I'm hyped? One of those days. Because you're not sick. I'm hyped because for the first time in like a month and a half, I'm not sick. Listen to my beautiful voice right now. I don't sound like I'm dying, Steve. Yeah. yeah. I feel, I don't feel like super good. I still feel like a little bit run down, but I don't feel like I'm dying. And so it's like I'm on cloud it's nine right now. I'm like, I'm so happy right now. All right. Now. So anyway, we did a video for the Earthquaker Devices Nightwire. It's yeah. our first video with captions. Real actual captions. Words on the screen. Ryan actually used a spell checker. Yeah. There's a spell checker built into my video editing software, apparently. Amazing. Amazing. Um, anyway, it's a really crazy uh, harmonic tremolo. It just makes a ton of wild sounds. You got to check it out I just so you can hear the insanity. I freaking love this thing, man. Yeah. I like, I got to use it at church last Sunday and I had used it at home a little bit and I kind of got a sense like, this is something kind of crazy and special. And then I got to plug it in at church and it just immediately like fit into my mix and like my creative kind of way that I use effects. And I was just like, how come I never had this pedal before? Oh, because they just released it. But I would have loved to have this pedal like my entire life. Like this thing is bananas. Like it does, obviously it does harmonic tremolo. But you can also like dial in this whole like envelope filter auto walk kind mm -hmm. of thing. And the tremolo speed can be assigned to your pick picking dynamics. And all this other crazy stuff. Watch the video. Watch the demo. 
It's nuts. Yeah. Also, be on the lookout this week. Uh, we will be dropping our review of the PRS Starla S2. Yep. That we got uh, to demo. And uh, so check that out on the YouTubes this week. It'll come out on Wednesday. We are experimenting with a brand new video format to review. Is it Wednesday it's going to come out or Tuesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm going to put it out Wednesday. A brand new video format for reviewing guitars. And basically the concept is, let's face it. Guitars sound different based on who's playing it. Yeah. Like... You know, single coils kind of sound like single coils and humbuckers sound like humbuckers. And there's, you know, discriminating people out there who, you know, can probably claim that they can tell the difference between the sound of a Les Paul and an SG over a video. Sure. Okay. Maybe someone can tell the difference between the sound of a Strat and a Telecaster over a video. But I think it's more interesting to show a couple different people playing the same guitar you know, playing licks that they like, you know, just jamming and then sitting down and discussing the guitar for 10 to 15 minutes. And that's what we're doing with this new video format. We did the PRS Sarla. Mm -hmm. We sat down, you, me, and uh, our friend Ariel Levine, who's in my band, and we played around with it. And then we talked about it for about 15 minutes. Yep. And we also did it for your, uh, for your PV generation. Right. And we also did it for uh, Ariel's, uh, what is it called? The Firebrand SG? Yeah, Gibson Firebrand SG. So expect to see all that content coming out soon. Obviously, PRS is coming out on Wednesday. Yeah. And we'd love to get your feedback on the format because it's something new. And I think it, I, I feel like it's something that no one else has. I mean, everyone's got their own format. I think I feel like ours is a little different take. But I'd love to get your feedback on it. Absolutely. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Except for one thing. Okay, tell me the one thing, Steve. Well, I, what I didn't say is that the pedal I got from Matthews is a boost. It's a boost. It's a boost. It's a lot of fun. It's a great Is build. that all you didn't say about it? That's all I didn't say about it. Okay. It's exactly what I wanted. It's, it's the a boost that I want on my board. Let's do some ads. <laughs> it's a clean old boost. Let's get into some advertisements from the Craigslist, Reverb, eBay, yep. or wherever else uh, you happen to be Gear Talk ads. Classifieds. Gear Talk Classifieds. Uh, the first one is called Burnt Orange. Let me see if I can track this down on Google Drive. Extreme Burnt Orange. Oh, sorry. Extreme Burnt Orange. Distressed but fully functional guitar. Sounds a lot like some <laughs> other things I know. Uh, this Stratocaster can be hung up as art and then taken down to play when friends are over for a party. Show them a smoking performance, pun intended, with this art guitar. Body is ash, literally, and now figuratively, too. <laughs> yuck, 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 Actually, that doesn't make sense because how can... Yeah, it's literally ash both ways. Yeah, yeah. There's no figurative part of I mean, of I guess this. it's not... I mean, uh, anyway. Uh, neck is all toasted maple with a maple fingerboard. Tuner's distressed, but nice and smooth with a high gear ratio for fine, accurate tuning. Jimi Hendrix knew something when he lit his guitar on fire. A burned guitar has better tone. Some people's art is on canvas. Some on recordings. Recordings? My recordings. <laughs> Mine is on wood, metal, in the form of a guitar. $120. Oh my gosh, this person worked really hard on this description. And basically what he did, I, I love the progression here. Because you look at the picture of this guitar when it's orange. Yeah, it looks rad. Zoom in on it. It looks like the thickest, drippiest spray paint job you've ever seen okay, in your life. Okay, maybe it doesn't look that rad. Look at how, like, there's so much paint on here that three of the six uh, bridge holes are, gone. are just filled in and gone. He's, he completely filled the neck pocket with paint. Like, this guy just gooped this thing with, like, do, three cans of spray paint. Do you paint. think what really happened is this guy overpainted, and then instead of, like, sanding it, he was just like... I think he gave up. F it. Let's light this on fire. Yeah. He's like, screw this. I suck at refinishing. And so then he put... Like, then the next picture is it on a grill, like, yeah. completely burned up. Like, on a barbecue grill. Yeah. Uh, And parts of it are more burned than others. It's burned down to the wood. Parts of it are just like paint completely bubbled up. And then we have another picture here of the guitar put back together. Uh, tortoise pit guard. The tortoise pit guard is the right color for this. It looks like he burned the pit guard and the pickup covers <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Uh, 
I think I would rather go with a white pick guard on this, personally. Okay. Uh, that is my personal take on it. I but, would just rather not have anything to do with this guitar. You know what? When I saw this ad, you know what my first thought was? What? Did, did I do this? I don't remember. Oh, right, yeah. I don't remember doing this, but it seems like the sort of thing I would do. The the burnt picture with the ro- the with the tortoise pit guard re- looks like certain stages of that blue guitar you had. Yeah, you mean my current gold sparkle guitar? Yes. Yeah. No, this looks like the sort of thing I would have done in my early twenties, late teens, just because I was bored and wanted to see what happened. Uh, the result is technically hideous. <laughs> but uh, if hideous can be a technical designation, but if it's your thing, it's your thing. You know, if someone sees this and they're like, oh yeah, that's gonna be perfect for you know my sludge metal band, right, or whatever, or that's gonna be perfect for my hot licks blues band. Oh my god, no <laughs> pun intended. Then you know your thing is your thing. I just think this is personally a disaster. This is just a disaster because not only is it like, and technically you could save this, you could resurrect this thing, but you've just made it a ton more work than it needed to be by completely gooping it in spray paint. It's just mental. And then like burning the wood. Uh, I wonder the original finish. Did he say what this started out as? I don't think so. I mean, it could be anything. It could be. I think the, the headstock is painted over, so yeah, it could literally be anything. It could be a squire, it could be an American Fender, who knows. Uh, judging by the bridge on this thing, mm-hmm. it's punched steel. It could be anything. It could literally be anything. I'm guessing it's probably like a squire or something. I don't know. Yeah, who knows. Like this guy went crazy on this thing. Uh, don't do this, guys, because it's already been done and you can buy it from this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, $125, I guess if it plays well. Hey, man, it's, pri- uh, it's I, your it, gamble. Yeah, at least this guy didn't like do a bunch of d- damage to a guitar. Oh, totally. And then be like, oh, this is real art. $900. Right. Oh, my, fr- uh, my friend, local artist... Blah, 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 whatever his name is, did this for his gallery. Yeah. And now I'm selling it. it on fire. This is a true piece of art. Fire art. I like how we're emulating ads that we've read on previous shows. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is our next ad. Oh, actually, that will, f- first of all, um, thanks, Brian Schultz, for sending in that toasty. Oh, totally. Toasty. I don't know. I don't guitar. remember if we had uh, said Brian's name, but. Big thanks to Brian Schultz. Yeah. Uh, speaking of remembering, yeah, uh, I'm not. Uh, I can't always remember everything, but some people refer to me as the remember guy. <laughs> by some people, I, by some people, I mean that's what I'm expecting people to refer to me as from now on. From now on, this is an ad sent to us by the uh, the real deal, Kyle Smith. Yeah, uh, Kyle Smith has been on a Facebook fast. Yeah, as he gave of, up uh, social media for Lent. It's for Lent, right? Yeah. So, uh, as impressive as that sounds, he's been feeding us uh, Craigslist ads by way of other people. Yeah, he'll like text an ad to somebody else and be like, "Hey, yeah, can so- you put this in the group for me?" <laughs> so I don't know if that completely qualifies as giving up Facebook for Lent. I guess he's not on there. Replying to stuff and posting pictures. Yeah. He actually posted this one before he went on his fast. Too. Right, right. Um, what this is, is this is a deluxe remember guy. Uh, <laughs> this is a five knob delay that you may have, uh, you know, very popular, very expensive. Five knobs, big box. Yeah, big big silver box. Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't a, just a remember guy. This is a deluxe remember guy. Yeah, it has echo, chorus, and vibrato on it. all right so uh this is uh this is the ad he says took a behringer vintage time machine sandblasted it and gave it to gave it my own memory man inspired paint job yes i know the vintage time machine is 50 dollars new yes i know it's behringer this thing actually does a decent 
7 out of 10 job of copying some deluxe Memory Man sounds. The paint job is the true novelty and was truly time consuming too. Always a great conversation piece. 50 bucks. I feel like I gotta have this. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I wish it was sharper. I kind of like that it's sloppy. It looks... I don't... I can't... It looks like something... It looks uh, like it's peeling to me. It looks like folk art. It looks like something a homeless person did. Oh my gosh. Let's say the, that the way it's peeling, I don't find appealing. It's not peeling. It's rusting. Like, he sandblasted the metal box and it's rusting. I think originally these boxes were white, right? Uh, yeah. The Behringer boxes? That sounds right. Uh, I'm I saying the part that looks like it's peeling is the part that says Deluxe Remember Guy. Is it actually peeling, though? It looks like a, a sloppy sticker. What I think he did is... He masked it off and then painted inside of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Or he completely... No, this looks like some kind of spray paint job. He did some kind of stenciling here Yeah, for parts of this. Uh, I get it. Like, it looks... I get. I understand what he was going for. I just feel like the execution is like maybe a 6 out of 10. <laughs> I think the joke... Is a ten out of ten. Calling it the 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 remember guy instead the of calling joke, the joke is top notch. Instead of calling it a memory man, instead of being the deluxe remember guy though, it should have been the super remember guy. The super remember guy. Like just ditch the name completely. And I love that the echo course vibrato part is handwritten in there. I love that it's rusting. I love that this box is huge and it's a fifty dollar Behringer pedal. Yeah. Uh, it makes me want to get one of these and do my own interpretation of this, or it makes me want to buy his. If it's still up somewhere, maybe I should freaking buy this thing. Freaking buy this thing, right? Fifty dollars is that before or after I think shipping? It's sold. Uh, the ad, the screenshot that I took, it said it was sold. Oh, great! And it was in Charlotte, so you're gonna have to ship it. Yeah, they're for fifty bucks. They're gonna want like ten bucks shipping. Yeah. I mean, maybe um, it was $50 shipped. I don't know. I should be on the lookout for a Behringer, though, to see if I can do my own, which is the last thing I need in my life. Let's be honest. Like, uh, Oh, another new thing is I bought the Electroharmonics Cocktois. Oh, yeah. The uh, the Cockfight. It's not even here yet. It's not even here yet. So that's another new thing that I'll get to talk about in the future. But I just... I This thing cracks me up so hard. Good job. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Should we move on to the next ad? Yeah, this is a John Mayer Strat sent to us by Donovan Carter. Uh, he says, this is a John Mayer Strat that has been customized with Fender Custom Shop pickups and professional setup. It also has custom pot setup to sound like an SRV sound. All the paint has been stripped with a light stain finish and lacquer. They're asking $750. Um, I don't know anything about this model of guitar, but there were people in the Facebook group kind of flipping out about it. And probably for good reason. I'm assuming, you know, if they're going to make a John Mayer signature Strat, there's people out there who want that. Yeah. It's got like... And they want the specific pickups it comes with. They don't go like... Because if you want a Strat and you don't want the pickups or you have pickups in mind that you want, you don't get a signature. You get just a Strat and do your thing. You make it your signature Strat. So this guy bought a... John Mayer signature strat and then changed the pickups and he uh defend it he definished it right uh it's been stripped with a light stain finish and lacquer so he completely de John Mayer this thing what do John Mayer strats look like stock are they uh, like the ones sunburst? that I'm familiar with were sunburst um so this one you know I don't know the, the other thing to go along with this is um, the fact that one, the well, so to go along with the John Mayer thing first, my brain is just all over. Oh, totally. Uh, to go along with the John Mayer thing first, the John Mayer signature strats discontinued now. So there <sighs> has been like a price bump on it. Great. Because of that. So this is basically like defacing something that is currently seeing like a price increase. Oh, yeah, I uh, forgot he, like, completely walked away he's, from Fender. he's not with Fender anymore. Right. Uh, and in turn, uh, so so the other thing that's in, insane about this is 
Um, it also has a custom pot setup to sound like an SRV sound. If I wanted to sound like an SRV sound, why wouldn't I just get an SRV strap? It sounds like this guy should have gotten an SRV strap for sure. What does that even mean? This I don't know. This SRV strats have a certain pot. It's setup? a custom pot that makes it sound like you're playing with 13s. And then stacks tube screamers. And stacked, and stacked two tube screamers. <laughs> Through uh, a Dumble and a Twin Reverb, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the SRV amp setup? I believe... I, I don't I don't really remember. The Dumble for your lows and the Twin Reverb for all your highs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But um, yeah, this is a big mistake this guy made. And I don't know what the price range is on these, but I'm imagining that this is, should be cheaper than... Your typical standard John Mayer Stratocaster. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, you want to take a little trip with me? (laughs) I don't know where this is going to go. We're going to take a trip. Okay, okay. I'll take my hand. Take me on the trip. Taking you to this trip. Here we go. We're going to the town square. We're going to watch a guy stand on the soapbox. Oh, yeah, the soapbox. This is the brand newest feature of our show that may or may not become a thing in the future. Yeah. It's completely up to you guys. Um, Basically, the idea is the soapbox is going to be a little place where if you guys want to shout something out to somebody who might listen to the show. Or you just want to get something off your chest. You want to get something off your chest. Short message. Say uh, uh, you want to wish your wife a happy birthday. Uh, because she listens to the show with yeah. you. And or you, say your wife wants to wish you a happy birthday. Yeah. You say your wife says, Hey honey, what do you want for our what do you want to do for our anniversary? And you say, Woman, I want you to send five bucks to those guys at Sixty Cycle Home with a message, Happy anniversary, baby. Or maybe you just want to hear Steve and I say your name over and over and over again. Uh and all it's gonna do is cost five bucks. Yeah. Or uh you have a short story that you've written. <laughs> you want us to read a your, real a really short story? A really, like, you want us to like read five sentences? Your really short story on uh, on the podcast. Here's what you do: you PayPal us five dollars with what you want us to say in the description, and uh, when your turn comes up, we will read your message on the soapbox portion of the show. Uh, why are we doing this? Is because someone wanted us to read a message and we're like, hey, first one's free. You get it. Everyone after this, uh, why don't we charge them? Because we're greedy sons of bitches. Yeah. Um, And, you know, if you're in the inner circle, we're going to throw this out to you guys. You want to shout something out? Just let us know. We'll do it. Yeah, free. If you're in the inner circle, this is a perk. Yeah. So here is the inaugural message from the soapbox. This is a message from Jonathan Diaz. Dear John Mayer, stop with the bandanas. Thank you. This has been a special message from Jonathan Diaz. Now back to your regularly scheduled program. That was a very successful podcast uh, soapbox. Yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. Podcast soapbox is what we'll call it. All right. <laughs> it's totally beautiful. I love that it lined up with us having a, uh, a John Mayer ad. Yep. And then we've got this beautiful soapbox from Jonathan Diaz reminding John Mayer to quit wearing headbands or bandanas or whatever they are. I've already forgotten. That's the quality of soapboxing you get here on 60 Cycle Hum. Steve has run to the fridge to get another Coors, the Coors of beers. You know, I think it might be that he's wearing bandanas because he's uh, playing with the Grateful Dead now. Is he? Yeah. Is he really? Mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on in John Mayer's life. I, I think that's what's going on is he's playing with the Grateful Dead. Interesting. That's a, quite a career curve for this guy. It is. It is. All right. Uh, you ready for <laughs> so our topic? He's, he's gone from making music for teenage girls to making music for old people. Pretty much. That's incredible. That's an incredible well, like, now there's a bunch career of te- curve. There's a bunch of teenage girls digging up their parents' Grateful Dead vinyl right now. Oh, my gosh. This is incredible. I've got to learn more about this. All right. Should, should we jump straight into the topic? Let's do this topic. So recently people have been making noise. Well, not even recently. This has been rumored for a while. Yeah. But people were making noise on the Facebook group today about Squire increasing their prices. Yep. Uh, what do we know about it? Um, well, I don't really know a ton about it. I know that they 
raised their prices like a hundred bucks on certain vintage modified models. Sheesh. So they went from like two ninety nine. So they to, doubled their price. Oh my gosh! So now they well, <laughs> I mean they went from two ninety nine to three ninety nine. So that's pretty much a like. 30%, 30% increase. 34%, something like yeah. that. Um, the Jay Mascus Jazzmaster went up, um, I looks like about 50 bucks. Um, uh-huh. Just, it sounds like across the board, like a lot of things that were like 350 are now 450 or a lot of things that were like 300 are now, basically anything that was 300 bucks is now either 350, 400 or 450. Right. Kind of sounds like the general vibe. It's, it's kind of a, like a crazy across the board thing. And a lot of people are trying to figure it out because, you know, when the, when like the cost of an American strat goes from like 1200 bucks to 1300 bucks. Right. It just doesn't really seem like a lot well, because the person, that's less the, than 10%. The person who's buying that guitar, they're like a hundred dollars. Oh, no big deal. You know? Exactly. The person who's buying a Squire Vintage Modified... Like that's their that's their allowance money. That's their lunch money. Mm-hmm. This their you know, that's their. I'm t- finally getting myself you know like this guitar itch kind of money. You know, people who have people who are in the range where they're buying thousand dollar instruments and multi thousand dollar instruments, they might pick up a Squire every now and then as a curiosity, sure, as a modding platform. But you know, I understand this upsetting the core squire market of people who like that's the new guitar i can afford yeah i don't i don't know if fender for their core models if they're also doing price rate right price <laughs> increases i know the um they're like the standard line their mexican made guitars i f- I remember well, when they, they raised like, their price like six months ago or something like that. Well, I remember when they were like three hundred and fifty bucks, but that was like fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think they've been in the mid four hundreds for a while. Well, they're now six hundred dollars. Right. They did a big jump a while back where it was like I think they were close to five hundred, and then they jumped yeah. them up a hundred. I think they went from maybe like they might have gone from four ninety nine to five ninety nine. Yeah, but you like think that. about how long they've been in that price range. Yeah. Like, that wasn't a surprise at all. I think the thing that... My my first thought when I started hearing about Squire raising the prices is, was, is, was, and is, was, <laughs> that uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad they're raising prices instead of scrapping the lines. That's true. Like they did with the Squire Vista series. Yeah. Because that's what happened is, you know, these these classic vibe, these uh, vintage modified Squires have been really freaking good. Yeah. Like really great quality. People have been loving them. It was the same with Squire Vista series. Really good quality. People love these guitars. They were picking them up out of preference, not out of cost. Right. And they were starting to compete against... Regular Fender, Mexican Fender, USA Fender. So Fender just scrapped the line. Well, and that you know that is some of like the rumor here is that they're raising the price on this because people would go in and see. Okay, I can get a bound Telecaster. Yeah. For three hundred fifty bucks, or I can pay six hundred bucks for like a plain one. The people are buying. The Mexican made one has like if you buy if you buy into this whole thing, which at least in this case, like. I'm t- completely sold. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's by design or whatever, but the Fender Mexican Telecaster, the standard Telecaster typically has um, what they call uh, like hot, like a hot single coil. Yeah. Which is a ceramic single coil. which tend to have a lot of like treble, like bite to it. Yeah. The CV stuff, at least the CV guitars that I've played all have like Al Nico five. Yeah. Uh, pickups in it which are like a, a lot smoother a lot more They're classic very sounding metal. yeah very like classic sound so to my ear like i always thought the classic vibes sounded better is the fit and finish as good as a mexican maybe maybe not it depends a is lot the of the ones quality I played, is good maybe not it's different um yeah some of them like some of the ones are pine bodies but then some of the original telecasters were pine bodies there's, so there's premium guitars out there right now being made out of pine yeah. um so there's just different things so 
some people are saying, you know, by increasing prices on these vintage modifieds, and I think the CVs are getting increased as well. I'm not 100%. Uh-huh. I think everything kind of across um, the board. That by increasing the prices on these, they're saying, oh, yeah, you can get these, like, premium features, but we're going to push you closer to the standard line. And by doing that, it makes their $600 standard line, like, look more valuable because before you're looking at, oh, well, if is getting Fender on the headstock worth an extra $250? Now you're just saying, is getting Fender on the headstock worth $150? And for a lot of different people, um, that answer is going to be no. Whereas at $250, that answer would have been... Um, Yes, like at two hundred fifty dollars, they would say, "Yeah, it's it's not worth it." Right, right. Uh, but at one fifty, maybe they'll say, "Like, ah, I'll just I'd rather have I'll a buy Fender. the real deal." You know? Yeah, I'll get the I'll get the Fender, and then I'll put the pickups I want in it. Yeah. Um, where was I going to go with this? I had something in my head, and now it's completely. I have gone. no idea. Oh, Who I was I was going to say I've been seeing people, and I think it's nuts. Uh, but I've been seeing people pick up the the squire offsets like a jazz master right. or a jaguar and then freaking throw a mastery in there right they're putting in a bridge that costs as much as the guitar more than the guitar and then leaving everything else alone right and what does that tell you about that guitar yeah you know you know obviously offsets have difficult stock bridges to deal with sure. mastery fixes a lot of that people are saying once i fix the bridge on this why would i not want this over the the Mexican take on yeah. an offset or the American vintage reissue, which is like what fourteen hundred dollars, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. They're like, I want an offset. Uh, I can do it for under seven hundred dollars and have it be exactly how I want it to play. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I do this instead of getting an American vintage reissue, which I'm still gonna have to put a mastery in? Well, you yeah. know what makes all of this kind of hilarious. Tell me what's going to make me... Make me laugh, Steve. Tell me what's this hilarious. Year, Gibson cut their prices 30%. Well, the year before, <laughs> they raised their prices like 30... Well, that's true. 33% or yeah, whatever. It was, uh, they basically just reverted... Uh, the 2016 prices, I think, reverted back to the 2014 prices. Yeah, yeah. They, they you put prices out there like the please forgive us prices, basically. Uh, come back to us prices. Yeah. Um, which is a good move on their part, but Fender probably enjoying the uh, the market share that they have is saying why not? Why don't we raise our prices? Yeah, so I you know I don't I think this is a good time. Well, not right now, but I think this is going to make if you can grab something used uh-huh. right now on the Squire line, like in a year, it'll be actually be worth more. That's true. So uh, go get your eyes on to the used market. Go pick up classic vibe. Yeah, will it be worth? A up, lo- will it be worth a lot more? Probably no. not. But you're not gonna like lose money. Hey, a flip is a flip. Yeah, uh, unless they come out with a line that's uh, drastically improved for that price point. But it doesn't sound like they're going to. You've got classic vibe, vintage modified. How about classic modified and vintage vibe? Here's something I'm wondering: they're raising the prices on these squires, getting them up closer to four hundred dollars. Or over four hundred dollars in some cases. Uh, are they going to start pushing the bullet line again as their you know sub two hundred dollar line? Right. Um. Because I haven't seen bullet stuff around for a long time. Every now and then you walk into Guitar Center and they've got the hundred dollar special, which is like the worst guitar you could imagine. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point. Is that by increasing the price on their like high-end squire they've kind of abandoned the low end yeah that actually raises the the um value not the monetary value assuming the prices stay the same it doesn't raise like the monetary value but it raises the consumer value of the it opens the market and the affinity line it opens the market for yeah. that low that that low low price point and i'm wondering what they're going to fill that with I I have no idea. I mean, I, is they're actually still making the bullets, as far as I know. Yeah, they just don't really sell them. Uh, they maybe they don't promote them. Hard. I still hear about them on the radio. Yeah, it's it's the thing that Guitar Center uses to get people in the door for like their freaking like 
St. Patrick's Day sale or yeah, whatever exactly, garbage, you know. Exactly. Oh, come in for St. Patrick's Day. Learn how to play guitar. $100 Fender Squires. You know, I say you that, know? but the Squire Affinity Series is now $200. Affinities are $200? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they were like $169 like within the last couple of years. $169, dude. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, it's it's interesting. Well, I've, I've heard some people say that the affinities are starting to get better. I've had such bad experiences with them in the past. I yeah. don't even want to touch them. It but, would you be know, neat. what do I know? It it would be neat to see Fender because they've done such a bang up job with the classic vibes and the vintage modifieds. It'd be neat to see them come in, uh, kind of push the bullet line again and do weirdo stuff with it. Like do really weirdo stuff. Like do like a do like a Telecaster with just one like really cheap Jazzmaster pickup in the bridge, you know, like and some kind of crazy like sparkle finish. Like do like stuff that's just eye catching and doesn't have a great neck because it's a bullet, but it's just like oh here's the weird thing of the week that we're doing over here at Squire, you know. Right. It would right. be neat to see them kind of like do that. Yeah, I've I think. You know, at the end of the day, we can compare these things to you can or compare. like another like another Squire Fifty One. Remember those? Yeah, yeah. Like do something, do some more weird stuff in that direction. I think you know we can look at this and say, w- look at this internally as Fender, as like a Fender decision. Sure. And we can analyze the different things that this means to them. But the other side of that is what Fender is saying by raising prices is this stuff is good. This stuff is good because I know plenty of people who will say, well, you know, once you get past like the LP 100, like Epiphone stuff is all priced to be, be like mid range. Like, right. And that means it's good. Like, right. Like Epiphone saying that Epiphone doesn't view their own stuff as beginner. That's why they've priced. Like, I think the Les Paul, Custom from them from Epiphone is like five fifty. Yeah, don't they have a couple things that are like eight hundred bucks? They've got a few, they've got some of their semi halls are up there. Um, I forget what the prices are on their other things. Um, the I guess the Les Paul standards like three hundred five four fifty. I'm seeing different prices here. Four twenty. So four twenty for the Les Paul standard. That's what the plane. I don't know how to make a joke around the number four twenty. I wish it was four sixty nine. Depending on where you go, you get different prices. But basically, you're looking at like four nineteen with the better top. You're looking at five again five fifty. So it could just be a case of Fender looking at this and saying Gibson's having success selling their Epiphones at higher prices. Let's just creep up. We're not going to be there, but we're going to say, hey, you know what? If you're going to buy, if you're going to buy an Epiphone that's made in China, yeah, for five hundred and fifty dollars, why don't you check out what we're doing for four hundred and fifty dollars? You know what? Here's the thought I had just had this kind of crazy. What if this is a move Fender's making? They're going to see if these sell at this price point, and if they keep selling. What if they turn classic vibe and vintage modified into full fender lines and leave them as imports? Uh well Fender has kind of already done that with the uh with the uh, what is the series? Um not the pawn shop. They have a series of like made in China uh-huh. stuff. Um, I would not be surprised if they're flirting with the idea of like modern player. The Fender modern, modern player. player stuff is all made in China. Is it? And it's kind of along the same lines of the vintage modified concept where they're taking like vintage ideas, uh-huh. but then they're saying like, oh, let's, tw- let's twist it a little bit. What would you do if, you know, you made this like now? Right. So you, that's their, the Mara- the Fender Marauder reissue right. is part of the modern player series. So you've got like a lot of times what it is is like, uh, the modern player Jaguar is a Jaguar with a Tom and like dual P90s. Yeah. Right. Um, so just they're doing some stuff like that with, with those series. So they kind of already exist. And it's kind of a weird thing because I don't know what Fender's doing with the modern player stuff. If they're still making it 
Um, it's still there. I I don't think it. The thing is, I think they're probably looking at it and they're like, "Ah, oh, this modern player stuff is great, but our freaking Squire stuff is selling like gangbusters." Yeah. The modern player Telecaster is five hundred bucks. Um, I mean, if you listen, got some other stuff. So. If you listen to what the consumers have been saying for years, they've been saying classic vibe and vintage modified is as good, yeah, if not better than Mexican Fender stuff. So why wouldn't Fender go? Hey, why don't we? phase this into being fender stuff i think rolling that over is tough i don't think it's tough i realize like all you're talking about doing is like changing a a badge um but then all of a sudden you've got this gap in like your squire lineup where but that's what we're talking about is that now that they should now they should step in either come without with a new squire line or they should you know they should do some new interesting stuff with bullets and affinity you know like and it's start building those to higher quality. I think they're going to have to do something because now they've got a gap between, I mean, they've got the standard series, but no one really cares about those to be honest. Like, okay. People don't really talk about the Squire standard stuff. Right. Um, so you've kind of got this gap between like $200 and $350. It looks like uh, they're going to have, and I know people are going to like go look at prices right away. They're going to be like, Oh, the prices at my local store haven't changed. I realize like not everyone has changed their prices yet. Sure. There's a lot of even online retailers that when this episode is published, hasn't, uh, that haven't changed their prices. But what we're getting is feedback from people who work in music stores who are saying, we are in the process of changing over our price system for these. And talking about changing our price systems, I think this is exactly what happened. Uh, we talked about this on an episode a couple weeks ago where there was all of that that huge screw up yep yep with, yep with the squires being the price being mislabeled it was a pricing mistake yeah what, what i we're, we're talking about guitars center and musicians friend yeah pricing squire uh, offsets at like 150 dollars yeah or 200 dollars that were normally like 350 dollars or or more and one of the things i said i don't remember if i said it on the show or if i said it somewhere else was that it's completely possible that someone at Guitar Center screwed up their reading, saw that Squire was raising their prices and said, we got to clear out stock because there are new models coming. Then they got the new models and realized that they are spec for spec, the exact same thing. Right. So they didn't need to clear house and they canceled all of those orders. Yeah, totally. Uh, so, I mean, it's still a crappy thing to do. Let's, let's not, you know... I'm not reneging on that at all. Right. But I think that is complete. Now that we're seeing these it's new start, prices it's, roll it's out, adding that's what up. happened. Yeah, yeah. It's starting to add up. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I do think with these prices uh, increasing, it will, I mean, they're still going to sell these things, but I think it also starts making other guitars a lot more attractive attractive like i mean when these things when these things started coming out it like completely took you know the xavier's and like the rondo music options like off people's lists yeah like why would i spend 250 dollars on a weird offset that isn't quite what i want when squire's making they're a you know basically a fender guitar for 300 350 that is exactly what i want and i could swap the pickups if i want or they might be just totally fine and so it took a lot of this kind of like off-brand weirdo stuff on the side lines kind of out of the picture and maybe we'll get to see that stuff kind of come back more into the limelight well it'll also be interesting to see if or how this affects like other companies because one of the guitars I was looking at for a long time, which it doesn't even look like is being made anymore, is the um the Schecter PT Fastback. Okay. Um the Schecter PT Fastback was the model that they did with uh the Bigsby. Right. And it's a telecaster body. It looks like American Musical Supply is still selling them at six hundred dollars. Well, at $600 versus like whatever the Squire CV telecasters end up being 400. If, if it, uh, Squire CV is, ends up being like $450, um, then $600 for, 
for a uh, fastback, which has the Bigsby on it. Like, yeah. All of a sudden, that seems a lot more reasonable. Yeah, it seems a lot more attractive. You're like, oh, maybe I don't need a Fender-branded or completely Fender-styled Telecaster. Yeah, it looks like the uh, three-tone Sunburst uh, Classic Vibe Telecaster Custom, which I believe is the one with the with the bound body, um, is double-bound alder body. Yep. Is four hundred and fifty dollars on Musicians Friend. Wow. The regular uh, Squire Classic Vibe, which is the fifties butterscotch, is four hundred dollars now on Sweetwater. That was that's I want to say two seventy nine the last time I looked at it. Yeah. So that's a hundred and twenty dollar price. Well, increase. these are the prices before sales. So they're throwing these prices out there and they're not telling us sale prices yet. Well, no, no, these are this is this is if I wanted to buy this guitar from Sweetwater right now, right? Four hundred dollars. They don't sell these. They don't put these things on sale. That's the sale price. You don't think they're going to do special prices on these? A if couple you times call a year? up a guy and this and that and whatever, maybe. But I'm you know, saying you don't that, think Guitar Center is going to be like, oh, for this weekend, come buy this Squire for three seventy five versus three hundred. Maybe. But what I'm saying is that the price that I'm telling you is is map. Right, that's the street price that's, right now. That's when I say that the previous price was two eighty. Right, that was map. So I'm saying that the map has increased one hundred and twenty dollars. Right, right. I mean, it's when we talk about the prices that these things were, it's insane to me how cheap these guitars were. And we've talked about this before. Is that you can't? I can't believe how cheap guitars have been. Mm-hmm. Like these really great playing guitars have been so budget friendly for years now. It's been an incredible time to, you know, buy guitars just because of these price points. Uh, And it's, you know, I think it's been a long time coming to see these prices rising. Not because I think people should spend more money, but because these things, uh, maybe everything shouldn't be so cheap. Maybe, you know, hopefully these price raises mean that the person in the factory makes more money or has a better insurance plan. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. I that's the but, hope. But it is something that is going to happen right is going to start happening right now is that um as the Chinese menu ma- manufacturing market matures, we're going to see the same things that happened uh 30 years ago with the Japanese market, sure. 20 years ago with the Korean market, and now we're going to start to see with the Chinese market where prices are going to start to creep until until the company owners, so the Squire slash Fender or whatever, uh-huh. uh, find another source of cheap labor. Africa. Well, uh, China's you know, China's been trying to build in Africa for you a may, while. You may you what you're going to see is uh, Fender India. shipping more of their building into Indonesia, which they're already doing building sure. in Indonesia. You could see them expanding maybe into like countries like vietnam where vietnam's had some guitar building before sure. um yeah they have what <laughs> i'm thinking about some of the vietnamese guitars we've had oh. on the show um so dif- just different things like that um well i mean like right now the fender bullet the fender uh, affinity series i think some of the standard series actually even probably i'm not sure if the vintage modifieds are some of them i think might be are all being manufactured in indonesia already yeah so you will start to see probably more and more of the manufacturing shifting over there with Chinese manufacturing being seen as like a higher end import level. So, you know, it's going to be kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, do you still have uh, any of those uh, like forum posts about the price raise up on your phone? Because um, those see were, what I can find that, that, that was cracking me up what you were reading early earlier uh some of the reactions people are having to this like obviously it's a bummer to see prices raise especially if you're someone who's been shopping for these and waiting for maybe a model that's appealing to you before you pull the trigger or something or you've always just been like oh i'll pick up one of those someday when uh when i finally get around to it that could be a bummer but the way some people are reacting to this on different forums and groups is outrageous to me. Well, this is kind of interesting. Is some people are saying that um, I presume these price increases were related to, to the strength of the dollar in Europe, at least. Other people are saying like, "Oh, it's just that the dollar is recovering, like post recession, uh-huh. and so now things are just going to start getting more expensive." Um, 
I don't know if that's how economics works, but I'm not an economist. Yeah, me neither. Um, one person says, I can see the price rising when the dollar shifts, but when it stabilizes or goes down, you rarely ever see the price reduced. Right. Um, there's one here uh, I'm looking for. It really cra- cracked me up. Um, where is it? Okay, here we go. Th- that's effing depressing. One thing I always loved about my VM jam was its replaceability. I always, I could always just get another if I really needed to. It's not effing fair, man. It takes years of lobbying and legislation to get a dollar's increase in the minimum wage, and they just get to slop a nice round figure onto the price. A nice round hundred bucks. I think this may have been the last straw for me and Fender. I feel like all guitars are getting more expensive, except Gibson for once. Oh my god! Ten years ago, a standard MIM Strider Tele was three fifty. Now they're six hundred. Bread didn't increase that much. Real estate fell. Gas is cheaper, and wages have stagnated. You can't tell me this is to keep up with inflation. You could you could buy the requisite tools and lumber from Harbor Freight and build a guitar for cheaper. And I just might. I'm tired of paying to advertise their product by playing it. I dare this guy. I dare him to buy to build a guitar. This is good as a Squire Vintage Modified for cheaper with tools from Harbor Freight <laughs> and lumber probably from Home Depot. Well, I mean, you could, if you were a competent builder, you could probably do it. Yeah. Because the thing is, but is if like, you're a competent builder, you're not buying Squires. You're building your stuff already. That's true. Um, the whole thing is just, it, it always comes back to this. And, and along those, it's like, what you get right now with Squire is like basically free labor. Yeah. Like the all, the cost of components, like there's some markup. I know people say like, well, I could I could put together like a Squire quality build right. for like two, 250 bucks. Yeah, but then you'd have to like, you know, actually build the freaking you'd thing. You'd have to probably pour 100 hours of your yeah. time into so, it. So that's how all this stuff adds up, you know. Um, but I don't know. I... I I get I get why people are frustrated by this. Yeah. No one likes to see prices raise, especially, you know, if you've had that one model that you've had your eye on and you're like, "Man, okay, this thing's like $300 new. If I play the used market right, like I could probably score one of these for under 200." Right. And then all of a sudden the price is $400 and you're like, "Yeah. Now I'm going to be pushed to find one of these things under 300." Here here's a post I really just crack up over on the gear page. Dear Squire, go pound sand. Yours truly, a formerly very satisfied customer. So this guy's not satisfied anymore with the products he already has. I guess. He's like, oh, oh they raised their prices. I'm going to get rid of my Squires now because I'm not satisfied anymore. I My whole thing still is... I think these guitars were underpriced to begin with. Right. Based on the quality that they were, uh, I think the factories over there were shooting for the moon or like, let's build the best guitar we can and see what we can do. And they succeeded so well that now the prices are going up. Right. Uh, And it's it's obvious to me that they were underpriced. Mm -hmm. It's... This could have happened two years ago, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so I I can't justify myself getting angry, even though I wish I'd maybe pulled the trigger on a Jay Mascus like a year ago or something like that, you know? Uh, but it's like, in the grand scheme of things, I know for a certain type of buyer, $100 more is a lot. But let's face it, that same type of person is going out and buying a new... A video game for sixty dollars every time the new video game comes out. You know they have the dis- disposable income, probably. You know no one needs a Squire guitar. Mm-hmm. If you need need a guitar, there are other options for dirt cheap. Get on Craigslist. You can buy that barbecued guitar for one hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh! From earlier, like. Very, very rarely is a guitar in our culture a need. Yeah. It's not bread or milk. It's not eggs or you know meat or vegetables. It's not gasoline. It's not electricity for your house. These things 
you know, this stuff is hobby stuff. Yeah. And I don't think you, I don't think any of us deserve to get this angry over it. I mean, vote with your dollar, buy it or don't buy it. Yeah. Like don't, don't say that, you know, you've completely written off a brand because they raised prices. Like that's ludicrous. I think the Squire CV and VM stuff were kind of like the last bastion of cheap guitar hope for a lot of people like getting a cheap quality guitar. Um, well, I think people, if people expect that to be the norm, then they're spoiled because those two lines of guitars from Squire were not the norm. I can't think of a time other than Vista series when cheap guitars have been so good. No, there, there really hasn't been. We just had like a 10 year, you know, like this, a 15 year gap between when the Vista series yeah. stopped and these things started. Yeah. Um, that, you know, where ba- people were basically like, Oh, Squire. Oh, mm. Yeah. There's a lot of bad years for Squire in there, which is fine. It's supposed to be the budget brand. The fact that it's become this thing, that's a desirable guitar. Now I see people play Squires all the time when I'm out playing shows. Right. All the time now, people have no problem picking mm-hmm. these things up and playing them live because they're great guitars and you can afford them. So you can afford that, you know, that offset that you were curious about and you can try out playing a jazz master if you were jazz master curious, no big deal. But like I'm saying, it's not a necessity. It's not worth us getting angry over. This opens up the market for other options, which is can be a really interesting and good thing. And uh, it reminds us that we've been spoiled for a couple of years. <laughs> you know, we have been spoiled. These guitars are great for the money that they were. They're still good for the money that they're going to be. Right. You know, right. so well, I only have one thing to say about this. Sure. Thanks, Obama. Oh, thanks a lot, Obama. Oh, uh, uh, you know, last year in uh, office, you raised the prices of squires on us. change. Yeah, this wouldn't happen if Trump were in office. Oh, my gosh. If Trump were in office, these guitars would be made out of gold and they would be $8,000. <laughs> what? And Mexicans wouldn't be allowed to buy them. All right. Anyway. Or Muslims. <laughs> Let's make America... Great again? <laughs> Great uh, again. <laughs> well, I, never mind. I just don't want to get into it. <laughs> Let's make America... jokes. Let's make America Back to the Future 2 again. <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. <laughs> is, is that where uh, G- Gordy Berry is president? My sickness is coming back. I know. Oh, man. Uh, we're at the end of the episode yeah, here. This week's song was sent to us by Kenneth Robinson. Uh, he says, I've heard you guys play some other covers before, so I'm going to send you a little medley of Don't Forget About Me by Simple Minds and Blind Love by Tom Waits. I used a bunch of After Effects and Ableton Live to make it sound like a stadium show. Ken Robinson. Uh, we listened to this. This sounds free and rad. It's wacky. Yeah, I really like it. I hope you guys like it. I don't know if there's going to be a special treat after the song, like on some previous episodes. (laughs) I don't even know what that was. Um, But anyway, I hope you enjoy the song. Thanks, Ken Robinson, for sending it in. Yeah. If you want to send us something, 60cyclehumpcast at gmail.com is our email address. You got a topic for us, send it in. You want to send us some ads, go for it or, you know, whatever. You want to pay us $5 to read your soapbox rant about anything uh, PayPal us. Yeah. You know, we'll get you on the schedule. All right. Bye. Don't, 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 don't,
Call my name 